When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It is the Friday, August 13th show. It's Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And we have got some things to discuss today. My goodness, a lot of NFL talk, a lot of college football talk. Things that we are, uh, well, we're going to preview the AFC West for sure. Before we get started with any of it, let me go ahead and do a little bit of the rundown. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. You can find everything that you need to know about us over there including where to subscribe, where to follow, all that good stuff. We're on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, everything else. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find all of those things, one, at the bottom of the video or the bottom of the podcast, whether you're watching or listening, or you can find it on the website. Easy enough to do. So uh, with that said, we do have a sponsor for the show. The show is presented by BetUS.com. Anything that you want to gamble on, it's right there. The tagline form is BetUS where the game begins, and the promo code has switched from the last time that we talked to you. It is now NCAAF2021. That's right, Uh, NCAAF2021. There is, uh, of course, a link in the description, and the promo code will be in the description. But that is the promo code. You get 125% deposit bonus, and that is exclusive for sports betting. It's not partly for casino, part for sports gambling, whatever. It's all for sports gambling. And it's up to $2,500. So go ahead and check that thing out. Go to BetUS.com where the game begins. Also, I do a BetUS college football show. There's a link in the description. You can subscribe to go and check that out. Chris does a college football show for Sportsbook Review. You can go into the description and find the link for that one as well. SBRPicks.com slash NCAAF for that one. He and Sam have done a magnificent job. and, uh, And I cannot wait to watch more, of course. So let's... Dive into the first topic of the day, Chris. Uh, well, before we do that, Chris, is everything going well? Are you doing okay today? I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> I'm ready, to, ready to get into the show, baby. Are you, are you terrified of this Delta stuff, man? Like they are. Here's, here's the latest uh, thing. I have to wear a mask everywhere inside on campus. Like you're on, on campus right now. I know, I know. Breaking the law. So it's, it's a little, it's a little strange. I don't know what's going to happen, man. I'm. I follow the rules. I do what I'm asked. If I'm told to wear a mask, I have no problem. I put it on. Yeah. I got vaccinated. I did, and I did all this without being pressured. 
I talk to people that I know and that I trust that are smarter than me at all this shit, and I do those things. Yep. But I but I don't worry about anything I can't control because that that solves nothing. Okay, I'm curious. worrying about any of it does nothing. And and I also <clears throat> listen to enough people to believe that we. I'm not going to get into this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it just it's irrelevant to it. The fact I've, I follow the rules. I don't worry about anything. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at in the world. That's I know Jazz Fest was canceled. I'm I'm wondering about all the stuff that that is coming back. I'm worried about crowds at football games. Like, are we are they going to cancel uh, crowds again? That's what Some I don't want to will. happen. Some places will. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're I'm right. A, I'm gonna tell you Terrified. this: Baton Rouge gonna have a hundred thousand people. Oh, you got that right. Come the first Saturday, they can jump in there. You got that right. They they may it's cancel ass, Jazz that's Fest. Yeah, they may cancel Jazz Fest in New Orleans, but they are oh, not because New Orleans doesn't yeah. run Baton Rouge. No, you 100 percent right about that. 100 percent right about that. All right, let's talk about the topics today. First one up, and we we're not gonna take forever on the topics because we do have AFC West teams to preview. But the first one on the docket, Dak. Prescott is going to have an MRI. And the Dallas Cowboys tweeted out. They said, hey, it's not a big deal, but we just want to let you guys know Dak is going to go get an MRI. We're just going to stick him in this giant machine <laughs> that takes an X-ray of his body to see what's going on, but it's not a big deal at But all. it's not a big deal. It, it, the CBS massive amounts of radiation at him. <laughs> no. and not, not nothing to worry about at all. So... This is all due to the right shoulder strain uh, that he had during camp and whatnot. Uh, They're checking out the right shoulder strain when the team breaks camp this weekend. Prescott, who missed most of last season after suffering a compound leg fracture, told reporters Wednesday he remains focused on being on the field when the Cowboys open the regular season against the defending champion Buccaneers September 9th. He said, once I get back in the team setting, I'm not going to think about my arm. It's about progressing at the right time. It all felt good out there. Every throw I made, when they tell you to stop, you don't want to hear it, but you stop anyway. So basically, they've got him on a pitch count in practice right now, but he's throwing with the other injured players. Amari Cooper, who's been on the PUP list, he they're they're just they're just hanging out. They're just throwing, but it's nothing. Who's to worry the backup about. in Dallas? Uh, I don't even know who the backup is anymore. I, do, I, no, I no longer have HBO, so I should have learned this on for Hard Knocks, but. I the first year I'm missing it. I we we already moved past the uh, the previews for them, and I don't remember. I'm looking it up as we speak. And I just worked on an assumption that Dak would be fine. And if Dak is not, then I'd like to uh, change my answer on the preview. Yeah, I I had them going over, and and I don't feel great about it. Um, you know, let's see, is it Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore is Kellen Moore's OC. Uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Hold on. Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. That's Ooh. that's that's a that's a drop. Wow. Oh, and then Ben DiNucci is still on. Uh and then Cooper Rush behind him. So it's wow. Yeah. Just yeah, fifty feet of crap. They bet everything on Dak being healthy. Telling you. Wow. Telling you. That is anybody who's willing to make division winning bets on the Cowboys right now are just fools. Just fools. Just throwing money away. Yeah, because this is uh because I don't know that the price changes much if you get to, you know, the cusp of week one and we know that Dak is healthy, right? Like, they're already yeah. favored to win it, but they're not massive favorites. I don't know that the price changes at all. There's a there's an article at blackandteal.com. It's a Jags site. 
Yeah. Says, could quarterback Gardner Minshew land with the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> he should. He should. If I'm Dallas right it. now, I go find a quarterback. It might not be him, but I I make a move for somebody. Yeah, yeah. I call the now. See, you can't do that. That's the problem. But so I was, I'd call the 49ers to see what the price on Jimmy is. But I think Jimmy's got a couple of years left on his deal, and there's no way on earth they can afford two quarterbacks at the price that both those guys would cost. No. That they'd have like eighty million dollars tied up in the quarter. <laughs> For next year, <laughs> it would right, be so funny to see. That would that that's not going to happen. So, but yeah, I'd call somebody. I'd pick up the phone. I'd find someone. Yeah, okay? this this terrifies me. This is I, I don't like. They should have went and got Mitchell Trubisky. They should have traded Mitchell for Mitchell Trubisky when when uh, uh, Dalton went to went to Chicago. Yeah, they should have said get, we'll take Mitchell in, in in return to get something. Just some, get something. Somebody. Yeah, because this this seems. I know they're saying, don't worry about it, but... I'm going to worry, all right? Listen, yeah, you can't tell me how to live my life. If I'm, I'm a worry. Cowboys fan, I'm worried. I am terrified. I'm going to worry. That's, That's right. Oh, God. God bless America. I, don't, right. I, can't, I, I got nothing to say about it. I think it's a big deal. Yeah, I do think... I, I think so, too. Like, I know Dak is saying, oh, it feels great. It feels great. Like, mm. Sure. That's why I'm going to go sit in this machine and lay yeah. down for about three hours and let them scan my knee. Yeah, that's that doesn't seem great to me. Our ankle, our shoulder, or whatever the hell is hurting him today. <laughs> Michael Thomas and Sean Payton appears that they are uh, at least trying to patch things up, and I think that's a step in the right direction after what we talked about earlier in the week. You know, there were all kinds of different stories floating around about Michael Thomas ignoring calls. He didn't want to talk to anybody. He delayed his injury and this and that. Same guy that wrote the article a few days ago, uh, Patrick Waller, or sorry, Walker, from CBS Sports, wrote about the positive talks that the two are having. There are two things that are certain heading into the 2021 NFL season when it comes to Michael Thomas. He's not happy with the team, and the team is not happy with him. Now, where that road ends up is leading to anyone's guess, but it's been a lot more than just bumpy over the course of the past year. But it says uh, that they have been talking. Like, everything appears to be okay. Thomas implied that the Saints were trying to damage his reputation a few days ago, but he and head coach Sean Payton have reportedly had positive talks towards a potential piece, per Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of this. This is exactly what I would do if I were the Saints and I was trying to maybe move somebody out of town. Make it seem like, hey, everything's back to being good He's a good player. He's a good teammate. It's just not going to work out here. Is that kind of what it seemed like to you? My only problem with that is, is his contract is just kicking in. Like, the big extension that they gave him doesn't even really kick in this year. So, yeah, all of next the year. years, yeah, all the years left on this thing um, are, I think it's hard to get rid of him and get anything back in value. Yeah. It's hard for a team to give up assets and then have to pay the guy on the back end. So you're paying twice. Um, here's what I think you do. You're, I think you appease him for this year. He's going to sit out a lot of this year due to injury. Okay? I think yeah. we know that. right? We're all clear on that. We all understand that's going to happen. And we're okay, I think, with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think after whatever the quarterback situation does this year, which I think, my opinion only, it's going to be a huge embarrassing failure. I love Sean Payton. I think he is an unbelievable offensive mind. I, I 
I listen, I think Josh McDaniels is an unbelievable offensive coach. You, you ain't making chicken salad with chicken shit, okay? That's what we saw right. McDaniels try and do that with uh, with Tebow. It yeah. didn't work. I I well, no, he he couldn't do it last year with the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like your offensive talent outside of Alvin uh, um uh, Alvin yeah. is Alvin is nothing is nothing, you know, because you're not going to have Michael Thomas this year for most of the year. Yep. Emmanuel your Sanders is gone. Michael Thomas your, isn't going to be here. Yeah. Your quarterback situation, I think, is absolutely atrocious. Now, I I know that you're intrigued by it and you want to try this thing. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think so, so either. Let's let's pretend that next year they end up with a top tier rookie quarterback. Because let's say this is a huge embarrassing failure and they got a top eight pick next year. And every year in the draft, as long as you got a top ten pick, you can go get a really good quarterback. Okay. Now Michael Thomas is a lot happier. Now Michael Thomas is able to find somebody that he thinks he can trust, that he can groom. The new quarterback's gonna come in and he's gonna be the security blanket for him. He's gonna be that guy's everything. He's going to be able to demand what he wants because he's going to have seniority and leadership over the new young quarterback. I I think now everybody's able to be happier in the long run. That's what I think. If I'm the Saints, that's what I would do. If I would try you, to ride this out, and when the quarterback situation blows up in their face, they either make a trade for a quarterback, it, maybe they can get Rodgers, Jesus, something like that, make a big move, or maybe – they go get somebody next year. But if you don't have him this year and you you realize you're four weeks in and you're not good, I wouldn't rush him back. I wouldn't bring him back at all. This is a full tank mode situation. Do you think if this quarterback situation blows up in Peyton's face, you think he's got anything to worry about job-wise? Hell no. Oh, hell no. I didn't no. think so. Joe Peyton it, is still one of the top five coaches in the NFL. Yeah, but it's also his decision on this quarterback situation. And okay, I tried something. It didn't work. Okay. okay. I mean, what, as an owner, you'd be upset that this guy's been unbelievable for this long, and then he tried something new when our Hall of Fame quarterback left, and it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got All right. Point. As long as he doesn't keep trying it, as long as he doesn't go two to three years wasting seasons with it, then I think I'm okay. I got to trust my guy to try it because if it works and if for some weird reason this random ass Taysom Hill thing happens, then great. Now we've got one of the cheapest quarterback rosters in the league and, you know, we can go pay for all these other toys. Yeah. And maybe we can win a championship the way, you know, Baltimore won a championship years ago and, 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 you know, things like that. I, I feel what you're saying. I feel what you're saying. I mean, as an owner, there's no way on earth I'd fire my coach for trying something crazy. You no, just, not after. There's no replacing a Drew Brees with a drop of a hat. Who could they have gotten? Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, there's nobody to go get. There, uh, were, they, there the, was a second. They would have They would have had to take in the last quarterback in the first round or the first quarterback taken in the second round. So they would, it would have been the next quarterback taken. And and who was that? The guy from, from Stanford? Uh, they, no, uh, the next quarterback taken was Kyle Trask. All right. Oh, see, maybe I probably would have taken Kyle Trask over anybody else they took. All right. Maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I, I'm not firing him, but I'm definitely sitting down having a conversation about, hey, man, you might have fucked this up. Yeah. I mean, you never know. At Tampa that's Bay, okay. I mean, that's all right. Like, you, you should be allowed to screw stuff up, by the way. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, like, it you can't wasn't, be perfect like, all the time. Is Peyton the one? Peyton's not the one that drafts. Like, 
Oh, Peyton's one. I think I've, I think he's got a say in it. But I'm gonna bet he has. I'm gonna bet he has a big say in it. This is this is not this is not a situation where you know he's Mike McCarthy and he just sits there and calls plays. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, this is a little bit different. A little bit different. I, I I think he runs that football team. So as it sits with Michael Thomas right now, it's a it's a two way street. But it looks like Thomas is open to at least getting past the uh, the toxicity in the relationship, and I think that is a good thing. So we will move on from there. And I'm not going to spend long on this, but the there's a lot of people that have an issue with the NCAA's Baylor situation, right? They give Baylor a slap on the wrist. They do not punish them for uh, failing to report or address allegations of sexual violence by football players. They do punish them for uh, violating recruiting rules and providing impermissible benefits to players. The NCAA rulebook was written in such a way that all of the other stuff outside of sports is not involved. And while that sucks, I think that the NCAA learned their lesson with Penn State. Chris, tell me your thoughts on this. Like, I'm not upset about this. I I don't, you know, while it sucks. No, I'm not. Here's the thing. Who are you punishing if you do this? Because all of the people involved that you want to punish are gone. Yes. Are gone. Like, the only way that I would be okay with you bringing down a punishment is if it doesn't come down on Baylor, but you go find these individuals working in the NCAA that were there, and you punish them. Okay? Yeah. If you give all of them a four-game show clause or, um, you know, some, you know, if they're administrator or whatever, some type of fine or probation or whatnot, that's different. You go, but you have to go find the people that were involved because 100% of the people involved have been turned over and are no longer there. So now you're just punishing laundry, which is a whole lot of innocent-ass people. It's it's really strange. The, it's not the president. The pre, Like, nobody is left. The only guy that got a show cause out of this was I'm trying to find the name or exactly what he was. He was like an assistant AD or something. I can't even remember what he was. It was like, it, it was a nobody. And he no. came out and stated like, the only reason I got any kind of a show cause is because I, I refused to be interviewed by the NCAA when I was not working for an NCAA institution. Like, yeah, after, I was about to say, yeah. He, you know, he, he, was no, he was no longer working in the, in the world of college athletics. So why? Yeah. Why would he sit down and do an interview with him? And what does the show calls do to him? I mean, oh, nothing. If unless he goes back to yeah, if he you know, if he sports. tried to go back, yeah, that would hurt. But like, wait a couple of years, go back, and then you're fine because obviously Ian McCall got a job. Like Art Bryles has not, which is absolutely and insane. I, I don't, I don't think after this came out, I don't think Art Bryles is now. That's that's the downside. Yeah, no, I don't think he is either. Uh, you know. Dan Wolken, I used to I used to actually appreciate Dan Wolken, and he tweeted out something about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, what whatever you said jogged my memory. He tweeted something about how Bryles, the reason he won't get a job is because he did not come out and show sympathy for the victims. All he did was basically come out and make a statement and say, "See, I'm guilty. You know, I'm I'm ready to be hired." And while I understand a little bit what Wolken's talking about, it has been six years. Like, what are we... Th- he has shown sympathy for these victims before. 
What in the world does it matter? You should show it again today, Gary. He says, we like like demanding shit of people. That's what we do in this country. We make demands. And, but you can never reach the demands because it no. just continues. That's right. That's right. If you if he did show contrition, they would. Uh, you didn't show it enough. Uh, we didn't believe oh. it. Now it's fake. Like it's it it never stops. It ne- you, that's why you can't feed. You don't feed the gremlin after midnight. You just don't do it. It's because just it never ends well. You just don't. Yeah, and I know that there are people that are going to hate this because they they view Baylor with such vitriol, regardless. Of the logic, what yeah, happened right? there was horrible. Yes. What happened there sucked, but none of the people there now had anything to do with it. So give me a reason, give me a logical reason why we should punish the people that are there right now. That's I, I tweeted this out to Ralph Russo, actually the uh, the college football editor for uh, the AP, and I said this investigation started when Browse was the coach, and since then they've had a season with Jim Grobe. They had three seasons with Matt Rule, and now they are in their second season with Dave Aranda. Like that's how long it's been. This is ridiculous. Like what? Like I get, I get that we now have the investigation done. Congratulations! It took you almost a decade. All right. Yes. Awesome. Good job by you guys wasting a shitload of money. I want to know what the investigation costs, and I'd like to know who paid for the damn thing because you guys are just milking the clock, just billable hour after billable hour, and I bet it's astronomical. I want to give me one of those investigative jobs where I just don't do shit for four years and just keep the meter running 40 hours a week, baby. Anyway, none of those people are – I don't know how to say this any other way. Who do you want to punish? Now, if, if, if Ken Starr who was the president at that time, was there. And he's now the president somewhere else. I'm okay with fining him, suspending him, punishing him. You know, I don't know how you punish a president, but I'm okay with you tracking him down, giving him a punishment, all right? If Art Browse was employed then, I I would not like this. This would piss me the hell off if you wanted to go find Kendall Browse and say you were on staff here, you're going to miss the first four games of Arkansas this year. Tough shit. Sorry. That's what it is. And be done with it, then that's it. Okay? But like, but you can't, you cannot punish Baylor because now you're just punishing laundry. All right. And yeah. you can't say, well, oh, the fan the fans had nothing to do. The fans defended their guys because what fans do. So you can't say that fan base is toxic and that fan base was okay with it. No, the fan base is not okay with it, all right? They're embarrassed by it. They're not proud of it. They're not happy. What do you expect them to do? Right? They're going to yeah. defend their guy. That's what they're supposed to do as fans. Love your team with all your heart. Yes. Yes. So I- it's just a weird, it's a tough situation. We have to find ways. If you really want to fix this problem, we have to find ways to investigate these things Far quicker than we're investigating them. Far quicker so that we can actually punish some of the sons of bitches that were involved. Well, I mean, in November, they're they're going to restructure this thing anyway and then vote on it in January. And you know what I would love to see? I'd love to see the list of investigations that we have completely forgotten about that are just sitting open. That's what yeah. I'd like to see. And I guarantee you somebody's milking a clock on all of those. Somebody's riding the shit out of a clock on all of them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's dive off of that. Did you see this story about Built Bar? Yeah, I shared that on Twitter. So Built Bar has decided 
This is a new name image likeness situation, which, by the way, we were going to talk about DJ Uyangalele and his deal with Pe- uh, Dr. Pepper, but that is not nearly as interesting as this. Built Bar is going to pay every walk-on, like the scholarship for every walk-on that goes to BYU. And my first response to it was, oh, that's great. This is wonderful. And if you look at the the cost of a scholarship, the cost of attendance to go to BYU, it is not that expensive. Oh, like yeah, it's no, it's not it's not crazy. It's, it's not, not crazy. crazy. The church the church does offset a lot of that. Yes. So this whole thing, I was I was happy about it. I felt great. This is such a good story for those walk ons. This is wonderful. Until I started realizing it is for every walk on that goes to school there. And you start kind of thinking through the process of, okay, I understand some of these bigger schools, some of these P5 schools, some of these uh, bigger FBS schools, which BYU is one. They take preferred walk-ons. And preferred walk-ons are the guys that can afford to go there that would normally have gotten a scholarship to a lower-level spot, right? This is to help build depth. These are de- They're not starting guys. They are depth guys which helps out a, a football program big time. What this does, basically, is offers more scholarships to depth guys. Like the, everybody all, you, has, you now have unlimited amounts of scholarships. Yes, it's an unlimited amount of scholarships. You have an 85-man roster, and the way that this was done, I, <laughs> I don't know what the, what the benefit is for Built Bar. I think that this, this first wave... Like, I saw they, they started their Twitter account very recently, had, like, no followers, and today they're up to, like, 2,700 Twitter followers. It, it, the first response is going to be worth a ton. But, because I'd never heard of Built Bar until today. I don't know that anybody else had either. But doing this initially is going to be great for the brand. I don't know what value they get from this going forward, other than the fact that the CEO is a BYU fan, and now... He is providing a way for BYU to just stockpile. I would like to see how much this guy's donated in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and not, hang on, not the check written to BYU, by the way, because that's not how boosters get paid. That's not, that's not how players get paid. Okay. Yeah. How many, how many McDonald's bags has this guy been responsible for dropping? Because this might not be any different than that. This might be actually a lot cheaper than that, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, you might not be wrong. And, and, and hang on now, these kids are going to have to sign a contract. Like they're not just getting college for free; they're getting a con. They're employers of this place. They're gonna they're gonna be asked to have a social media presence. They're gonna ask to advertise for them and stuff of that nature. They're gonna get value out of that. You can get work out of these people for that. Yeah, yeah. I I just wonder it now that people see that this is an option. I think everybody knew this was an option to begin with, Gary. I think I think you. The Miami people, gyms are doing this for a hundred percent of the Miami football players. Yeah, but that's all scholarship just, players. No, no, they're doing it for all of the football players, not all the scholarship players. Yeah, but it, it, well, so if they're doing it for all of the players, yeah, but all the play, but they're only they're giving them like five hundred bucks a month. Yes, they're not giving them. They're not paying for college, quote unquote. But if you get enough endorsement deals, then you paid for college. Yeah. This guy's just given all of these 36 individuals enough to pay for college as their deal. That's their contract. But it's but it's going forward, right? Like this is a, a long-term thing. I I thought I read. I would assume I would assume he's equating it to a college scholarship for these 36 people. 
I don't know if the walk-ons next year are going to get it or not. We'll have to wait yeah, and see. That that would that would change things quite a bit because if this happens every year, then that becomes a a massive massive advantage. But, and but what you don't understand is is there's no telling how much money these guys have been given already in in recruiting money. Okay, because you and I know how the sausage has been made. Yeah, but do, do we think walk-ons are making years? like no, are they walk-ons are not? But if you're if now I no longer have to pay the quarterback the twenty thousand dollars that I was kicking in for the quarterback and the and the star running back and the star offensive tackle and the star defensive players, I no longer have to send my McDonald's bags to them because they can get legit contracts and they're gonna make seven figures or six figures or you know, five figures pretty easily. I then I'm now gonna take my money and where can I make the team better? I'm gonna give it to the guys that that are not getting money, that are not getting scholarships. And that adds, that adds the depth. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see uh, Ross Dellinger tweeted it earlier about the split for the NIL money? You know, we had talked about, uh, here it is, the NIL market share uh, from transactions on open doors for the month of July. And football is 79% of all NIL deals. Men's yeah. basketball is 9.6. So go ahead and rack that up as... 90% of all the deal. And and we knew it was going to be like this. But that's did anybody think it was going to be anything other than that? Well, it, it listen to the next one though. Women's volleyball. Yeah, I was about to say right I guarantee you it's either women's volleyball or gymnastics and it's these girls that are gorgeous and and have massive Instagram followers. Gymnastics didn't even make the list. So, women's well, volleyball think, is 5.5%. It here's men's lacrosse at 1.3%. Men's golf is 0.8. Softball is 0.8. Women's track and field, 0.5. Wrestling, 0.4. Women's tennis, 0.3. Women's golf, 0.2. All other sports combined make up 1.6%. So, but you're talking about 1% of all this stuff. I'm I'm going to bet lacrosse, golf. I'm going to bet most of these. You're talking about sports that need equipment. And I'm going to bet these are just companies that are just going to give them equipment. Like, these yeah. kids aren't getting money. Unless they're really, really good. I'm going to bet most of these kids aren't getting a nickel, but TaylorMade is going to give you some irons. Yeah. And I'm going to make you sign a contract, and now you're going to be a sponsor for TaylorMade. But you're not going to have to pay for new clubs. Yeah, that that makes sense. Lacrosse, you you got a shitload of equipment for lacrosse, and and we're going to provide all the equipment, whoever makes that, and and you're going to be a spokesman for us. Like, like I'm going to bet we're going to see a lot of deals that are like that. Any, Any sport that requires a bunch of equipment. We're gonna see a bunch of that, and I'm I'm totally okay with that. Like I, well, yeah, I, no, I'm I mean, totally okay these guys. But... Listen, it's better that right now they were buying their own lacrosse gear. They because I guarantee you the schools weren't paying for it. All right, yeah. they were buying their own golf clubs because I 100 percent know that the schools weren't paying for that. So, yeah. so now you're not having to pay. You know, and if you're good at golf and you're trying to play competitive golf, you're not paying fifteen hundred bucks for a nice set of clubs. Yeah, that's a lot of damn money. No, you're right. You were right. Car didn't cost fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus. The Houston Texans, let's move back to the NFL right quick before we jump into our previews. The Houston Texans, now, they have new everything there, right? New GM, uh, the whole front office, it looks completely different. Uh, new coach, new general manager, tons of coverage on the issues going on around Deshaun Watson, etc. And in the preseason here, they wanted to end training camp for the squad a few weeks early. And the NFL has said, Mm, nah, like we, you don't get to do that. So the Texans told reporters 
initially that the team would be ending training camp on Thursday, two days before the preseason opener, which was Saturday night against the Green Bay Packers. The team reportedly did not want reporters to have access to various things on the field, some of which is likely related to Watson. The NFL fired back and demanded that the Texans keep their camp open. And so the current NFL rules say that daily practices must be open to the media through the 26th of August. Now, the Texans are probably going to go ahead and, and go along with this, but I find it odd that a team that could probably use as much practice as, as they could get was talking about ending practice early, and I don't know if it was just to get the reporters not to show up or if it was you know, to try and hide the practices or whatever or to hide Deshaun Watson. I don't know what they were trying to do, but this seemed a little odd to me. What, what do you yeah. think about the story? I, th- I think it's really weird. I just think it's weird. I don't know any other way to say it. And and I'm I I would like, I would like an honest answer, which we're never going to get on. What is the reason behind this? But this is the because same team that, be that you, they they ended OTAs early. Remember? Yeah. It can't <laughs> be that you think we're done. Like you can't be that you think this is a finished product. Like that. That's not the answer, right? No. Because if you think this is the finished product and you're ready to start playing football. Oh boy, boy, boy! I get you, get you, Texan under tickets. Yes, Randy. hit every under you can on on the Texans. I don't know what this bunch is doing. They I they're not covering lines the first four weeks, baby. They're just not. Don't they, care. It, this this idea that like did they not know the rules? Like I wonder if the NFL had to reach out to them and be like, yo yo yo, what what are you talking about? Training camp is. But why would closing. you want to end it early? Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. Like that's my question is what is the benefit to your organization to end it early? I, you got me. It, it did not make any sense. I'm what that that was my thought process is okay, they're not really ending it. They're just trying to get reporters to not show up for the last 2 weeks. Like I that's that's the only reasonable explanation that I can come up with. So and, and then the other question is are you not going to play your preseason games? Like, you have to show up for those. Yeah, I mean, they're playing the preseason game. Yeah. But, like, all right, so before the third preseason game, how, are you going to practice for it? Because you've ended training camp. Before yeah, the fourth preseason game. They were talking you're about, done with training camp. Are you going to practice for these things? They were talking about ending training camp before the preseason games even begin. And then just go yeah. play the games without practice. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think. I... I can't explain it. We of thought this. that I Bill don't O'Brien. Know what's going on in Houston? We thought Bill O'Brien was bad there. Uh, it can always get worse. We always talk about how it can't possibly get any worse than this, and we say it in our previews and stuff like that. But we are proven wrong time and time again. It can, and and sometimes does get much worse than what it originally was. I mean, this is bad. I want to know what the money difference is for this team to offer you a contract for you to say, I'll go play here instead of somewhere else. Like if, uh, if you're a $2 million player and they offer you four and they double your money, double your money, is that extra $2 million worth it to go deal with this? I mean, it, to me, no, because I like I, to win. But Well, I don't even need to win. Like, I, I, like you're talking about the difference is the team that's going to pay you Two is the Detroit Lions, all right? Like, fuck it. Send me to Detroit. Like, I know it's really cold and shitty in the wintertime, but, man, you know, I'll just drink bottled water and we'll figure it out. 
but this is a disaster. Yes. Yes, I don't understand it. Like I'm not I'm not saying take two million dollars, double my salary and send me to LA or you know, send me to one of these good teams, Kansas City or, or Tampa Bay. No, I'm talking about the next worst team in the league, maybe. All yes. right. Yes. How about a shit show of itself? <laughs> what are we doing? I none of it makes sense to me. This none is the, of it makes sense. this is the weirdest camp story I may have ever heard. And we've been through some weird camp shit. Yeah, the the OTA like, thing was weird. Yeah, but, like I want to, I want to end camp. We're just starting camp. Yes. What you, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> How do you practice for the preseason game? How do you know who's going to work and who's going to start and who's not? How do you cut your roster down if you don't see these guys every day? That there has to be something else that they are not wanting the people to see. But no, all right, so you just want to practice behind closed doors, right? I, like I that think, has to be it. Like, yeah. like we're gonna go into some underground bunker that the billionaire owns, and we're gonna practice there, right? That's yeah. Like That's that what has I, to be it, and we're just gonna cancel mini camp, and then we're gonna go keep going to mini camp somewhere else that nobody knows about. And the NFL said, "Nah, y'all have to keep practicing until the twenty sixth. I mean, I almost and, would say, go ahead and not practice. But and then just like send like a spy, like, hey, report back to me if you ever want to work in the league again. What the hell is going on? I need GPS trackers on all these fools. Yeah, no, oh, hundred percent. I mean, I don't, don't know think where be, they're going into what they're doing, and if they're all meeting together somewhere else, then we got a problem. And if they're not, look, man, I'm a firm believer. You want to jack your team up? You're an owner. Be my guest. I'm going to tell you this. After this year, we're all going to take a vote, and you're going to get voted out, okay? Peyton Manning's going to be in some group to buy the Texans next year because yeah. you're out. We're not going to put up with this shit. I'd let them do it. I'd let them do it. It's, it is It is interesting that the NFL immediately came back and was like, no, you have to have practice open until the 26th. That's the rule. Like, <laughs> this has been the rule for, for years. God. This Practices is- are public. This is this is insane. Yeah, but I don't know it's that it's nuts. a. I, I'm curious. Is it a public thing? Like, were they just saying we're going to end camp? At, from what they said, like they told. Let's see. Like, are they on. specifically doing it because they don't want the media around? The Texans told reporters that the team would be ending training camp on Thursday, two days before their preseason opener Saturday night against the Green Bay Packers. It says the team reportedly did not want reporters to have access to various things on the field, some of which is likely related to Watson. Now, it, that's one thing. You, but, you don't end camp two weeks early because of that. Yeah. I I just... Unless you're going to keep doing camp somewhere else. That's the only explanation, right? That's it. I'm, I'm, we've said it a million times, Gary, and I'm never going to get over this. When I was younger, I thought people in big, powerful positions who made lots of money were all smart because you can't get to that place and be a moron. And we're just, I was just wrong. I was a child. And I didn't know any better. Now I'm an adult. Now I'm a grown up. And I fully understand that everybody in that building, everybody who runs that organization is dumber than anybody I know. And I know some of the dumbest sons of bitches on the planet. I hang out with morons. I am a moron. And I think we're all smarter than them. <laughs> we're just born into dumbass families and we didn't make anything of ourselves. And these guys, for some reason, found their way into a NFL locker room and rah, rah, rah themselves all the way to the top. 
You think this might be part of the reason why Deshaun Watson wants out of there? Well, now, the only thing I can think of is somebody's talked to him and said, hey, we're going to try to cover, you know, stop the coverage of you. And so now they're taking it on the chin to try to protect him, and they're just embarrassing themselves. Yeah, they are certainly doing that. They are certainly anyway, doing that. That's insane. Uh, it's all insane. You ready for previews? Yep. All right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The AFC West 2021 NFL Preview. We are rocking and rolling. We're going to start this off with the Denver Broncos. Win total sits at 8.5. Over is minus 130 to go under is even money plus 100 to win the division plus 550 that is actually uh the second best odds in the division which is uh, kind of shocking I, I mean it's tied with the chargers but we'll get to that yeah. afc plus 1400 for them to win the conference to make the playoffs they are plus 160 to not make the playoffs they are minus 190 Projected favorites in nine games their projected strength of schedule is the seventh easiest in the nfl now, four unders and a push the last five seasons on their win total. That is not good. They uh, Everybody has expected them to be at least uh, decent for the past five years. They have not been just yet. Their win total seems to have been inflated a little bit due to all the Aaron Rodgers talk, and it, it didn't come back down. The juice is still up there. The half game was added, uh, all that, and it, it's still sitting at eight and a half. So, uh, the question that I've got, is Teddy Bridgewater uh, really better than Drew Locke? I I think so, but there are some limitations with Bridgewater. His average depth of target last year ranked 30th in the league. He may be a steadier hand, but there's not a lot of explosive upside here. It, last year, they, they faced the fifth most difficult schedule in the league. This year, at least per uh, projected win totals. It's the second easiest. I, I know I just said it's the seventh easiest, but that's based on last year's results. This year, second easiest based on projected. Uh, last year, uh, you know, they lost the second most EPA due to turnovers on offense, and they gained uh, the third fewest EPA on defense thanks to turnovers. So you would like to see some regression back to the means there. That could be a positive for them. The... 
the Drew Lock, I mean, this team has weapons, and they got guys coming back from injuries and from COVID and all this. Like, I could see them getting to uh, to nine wins, and that's that's exactly where I'm going. I'm going to go with the over, even though it's juiced at minus 130. I, I think with Teddy Bridgewater there, because Drew Locke could not even hit the short stuff last year. I mean, he was awful. Even having Teddy Bridgewater, who is not exactly your your deep threat kind of quarterback, I, I think that the way that Vic Fangio and his team plays, just just don't get beat on offense. Like, just don't lose the football and, and let the defense win some games. I think they're going to be okay. Nine and eight is not unreasonable for me, so I'm going to go over. So so that's, that's where I tried to get to. I think because of the juice, I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the price strictly because – I don't believe in Drew Locke. I think he, you know, is a lesser talented Jameis Winston. Um, he's gonna he's gonna turn the ball over just as much as he's gonna make explosive plays. Um, I think this team is really, really, really good. Let's say that. I you think, think if they you had, think Drew Locke starts? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't paid. I've paid zero attention to Denver's camp. I've I've okay. read a little bit. It looks like they're both getting reps. Yeah, they're both getting like, reps everywhere. Is what I've seen. Yeah, but but I haven't watched any of it on, on NFL Network or any of that stuff. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I know that Bridgewater, I think, is safer, but he has a ceiling. I think Drew Locke has a much lower floor, but a much higher ceiling. At the end of the day. I agree with you. Vic Fangio is going to want to play close games, hard defense. This is a good defense. I think it's really good. Um, tough division to play defense in, yes. but I do think they're a really good defense, and and they're gonna they're gonna keep games lower scoring than most people. I think they have weapons that are incredibly explosive. If the the one thing I can think of, because I'd like to be wrong on this pick, by the way, I'm just I'm making a pick, and this this is an honest assessment at these prices. I'd have to go under. I just yeah. have to go under. Seven and ten is not unrealistic to me, um, because there's a world where this all blows up if Teddy's not healthy. God forbid he blows out a, a, an injury yeah. again, yep. and and Drew Locke is the guy coming off the bench where we didn't believe in you, but now we need you, and now you don't know what kind of Drew Locke you're going to get. Um, I I think this team has potential to struggle, but I also think there's a world where you're right in the sense of. If Teddy can get these explosive weapons the ball, they don't have to be deep passes. These wide receivers are talented enough that they can turn five-yard slants and in, in, in little bubble screens into 25-yard, 30-yard pass plays. Okay, yeah. they, they have the weapons at receiver. They have the running game. I, I think this team is really good. I think they've got one of the best tight ends in the world. If Teddy Bridgewater starts... No offense, numbers are going to go through the roof. Yes. Because he's he's a dump-off guy. He's a short-pass guy. Yes. And no fan, I think no fans unguardable. I think the reason we don't put him up there with George Kittle and, and Kelsey and these other guys is strictly because he hasn't had a quarterback to get him the ball the way those other guys have. Okay? I just think that's the truth. I think that's the truth. And he hasn't been healthy all the time. When healthy, I think that guy is an absolute monster. I like him. I worry about – I think they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. But that quarterback is so important that I don't know that I can get them to nine wins. Well, yeah, I I see where you're coming from. It's why everybody loved them, and and the prices started fluctuating rapidly when everybody talked about Aaron Rodgers going there. It's because they got everything in place except for the QB. If this team made a run at Watson or or Rodgers next year, and they can 
vehemently stay healthy and and keep most of the roster that they have now as constructed, man, that team's going to be almost in top. That division, this division now just goes through the roof. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. Every divisional game is must watch and poor Raiders. (laughs) Let's, Let's move on. The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, their win total sits at 12 and a half. I mean, just an absurd number. Uh, however, they have hit the over on their uh, regular season win total eight straight years, all under Andy Reid. So, you know the guy knows what he's doing. Uh, to win the division, obviously, number one, minus 300 for them to win the division. To win the AFC, plus 225. They're the favorites. Uh, to make the playoffs is minus 1,200, which is bananas. I mean, these numbers are absurd. To not make the playoffs is plus 650. They are a projected favorite in 16 of 17 games. And their strength of schedule, it is the 20th easiest. I don't know if that's the, the easiest way to say that, but uh, the Chiefs, with Patrick Mahomes starting 38-8, and eight, uh, the offensive line was decimated towards the end of last season, and they rebuilt it. I mean, they just fixed it right up. They got a bunch of top 30 guys graded out by PFF. They traded for Orlando Brown Jr. They signed Joe Thune. They uh, brought back uh, uh, Davernay, Duvernay Tardif. I'd say that name right. Um, so schedule wise, they've got three teams that are coming off of Monday night games, which is just not even fair. I don't even think another team in the NFL has two, and it, it, you got to figure all out. of their hard games are at home. Yes, uh, they the outside there, of the division, they will not go on the road to play a team that might not have a winning record. It, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, by the way, are we going to see any kind of a regression from the eight and one record last season in one score games? Because they played it super... They they sleptwalked through a ton of games last year. And because you and I talked about this a bunch, they did not cover a bunch of games because oh, no. they just no, they were a great They were a great fade. They were a yeah. great fade all year. Um, AFC West could be loaded. Schedule, uh, you know, they bring in the AFC North and the Titans and the Packers. But as we talked about, I mean, they get all the tough games at home. Uh, the question is, you know, if Mahomes gets injured, do we trust Chad Henney to be able to take no. this team over? No, of course not. So it, it's all it's all on Mahomes. It's all on Mahomes. And and if we are going with the mindset that Mahomes will be the quarterback, I mean, I'm going to go over the 12 and a half. Like, you know, my principal play last week, uh, I think it was in the NFC West, was the Rams. I was going under the 10 and a half because there hadn't been a lot of overs that hit on double-digit win totals. And yet, 12 and a half, I'm sitting here going over because I see the number. Eight straight overs for Andy Reid. Like, this team turns it on when they want to. And it's it's frustrating, but this is a, this is a bomb football team, man. <laughs> they are so good. All right. So, I'm I'm going under in the, in the premise that it's 12 and a half. I've got this team at 12 and five. Okay. okay. I don't think that's a slap in the face. I don't think that's a disrespectful thing. I don't. I don't want to hear Chiefs fans say, "Oh, you're full of shit," and I don't want to hear whatever. Come on, I got you winning twelve damn games. Okay, I, I just think at some point in time you're you're going to run into logs in the season where things get hard, rather it do be due to injury or or other teams are just finally got enough film on you. I don't know what's going to happen. It's the NFL, okay? It's really hard to keep winning all the time. And winning 12 games is not a bad thing, all right? 
I'd, my I'd argument agree. for the offensive line is, is you're bringing in five guys that are all graded top 30 guys. Congratulations. They hadn't played one snap together ever. Ever. Offensive line is not something that you can just throw the five best guys in and say, go to work, boys. Offensive line is a thing of cohesion. It is a thing of family. It is a thing of we've, we have to work as one. If one person is weak, it doesn't matter how strong the other four are. You're done. Okay? I think to think that we just brought in a bunch of mercenaries that are all going to instantly gel, that's, that's not realistic. It's, the, just, it's just not. The beginning of the season is, is the most difficult stretch, I think, right? That's right. The Cleveland Browns at the Ravens, Chargers coming in. Then you've got yep. at the Eagles, which we don't think highly of them. But after that, you've got the Bills at Washington and at the Titans. And then it gets fairly easier from there. Oh, from but, there, it's easy. But these are the games that you have to worry about. Are you Is your offensive line working as a cohesion? Yeah. Is that defense any better? But I'm going to tell you this. The defense is not very good at football, all right? Their, their down linemen aren't great, and their linebackers aren't great, all right? They've got a secondary that's pretty good, okay? Maybe really good. But their front seven are not good at all, all right? They got a couple of names, but those guys ain't great at all, all right? I mean, no, nobody is, is blowing anybody's hair back from that front seven. Yeah. No, you're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. So, so to think that for them to continue to win games the way they've always been winning them, it's going to be track meets, okay? We think the, the Chargers are going to have a much better defense this year than they did last, right? We believe yeah. that they're going to be better. We think the Browns' defense is going to be significantly better. We think the Bills' defense is going to be – like, these are teams that you're going to play against. They're going to fight you like hell. And Patrick Mahomes is incredible. He is. But he's not magic. No, I mean, we saw that in the still Super Bowl. A, it's still a like, really hard game to play. Yes. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. We'll move off of the Chiefs, the Los Angeles Chargers. That's the next bunch up. And their win total is now at nine and a half. Do you realize that has gone up an entire game since last week? That's insane to me. I don't know what could possibly happen to make you jump up from eight and a half to nine and a half. And yet, here we are. Uh, nine and a half to go over is minus 110. To go under is minus 120. To win the division, plus 550. Tied, same odds as the Broncos. To win the AFC, they are plus 2,000. Uh, to make the playoffs, plus 100, even money. To not make the playoffs is minus 130. They are projected favorites in 11 games. 11 games, and yet the win total sits at, you know, nine and a half, and it was at eight and a half just a week ago. They've got the 11th easiest schedule out there. Last season's win total was a push, but the under has hit in four of the five prior seasons. New coach, Brandon Staley, did wonders with the Rams. Very innovative system that he ran. Uh, they were top four DVOA in rushing defense and passing defense, which is very impressive. Uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, he's a rock star, led the NFL in pass rating under pressure as a rookie, which does not happen Uh but the question now is, is Herbert's success sustainable? We have seen sophomore slumps before. You know, he was kind of thrust into action with no real plan for him at the very beginning of the season because of the injury to Tyrod Taylor. I, I'm just curious. Uh, the defense was not great in 2020. And, and then, of course, they lost Melvin Ingram. They lost Perryman. They lost Hayward. I, I don't know what to expect from the defense this year because uh, they didn't replace them with, you know, names. But 
you know, Brandon Staley knows what he's doing with the defense, so we'll see. The offensive line should be better after they overhauled. Uh, they brought in draft pick. Rashawn Slater. They signed a couple other guys. Uh, I, I like the Chargers, but I could see people figuring out Herbert this season more so than last season. I'm I'm going to go under the 9.5. I've got this team at 9-8. and eight. This is not a, a strong play for me, but I I had them going over the 8.5, and, and now I've got them going under the 9.5. So jumping an entire game just kind of threw me off uh, from last week because we, we got off of our schedule. And, yeah, 9.5, I'm going to have to go under. That that game jump just kind of kind of jumped out at me. I like this team. I don't, I, I don't know, know why. Do. <laughs> I, I normally am afraid of rookie head coaches. Um, I think they're really talented. I think where they were weak, they got better. They got a lot better. I got them going over. I I have this team twelve and five. Oh my god! <laughs> you you love I, Justin Herbert. I really think this team is good. Well, it's not just Justin Herbert. Like I think this team is really good. I mean, Derwin like, James is coming back, but I think he's played, what, five games since 2019? Yeah, but if he like, comes back and he's healthy, then it doesn't matter how many games he's played, he's going to be a stud. Yeah, I think, you know? I think you're right. If Joey Bosa's there and he's healthy, then he's going to be a monster and he's going to wreck people. That's just what these guys do. It's what they do for a living. Um, I, I trust the the mindset and the defensive scheme that they're going to bring to the team that they haven't had in a long time. Um, I, 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 I like the offensive hires. I I like what they're doing with this roster. A guy that everybody in the world has forgotten from the offensive side of the ball is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is still one of the best receivers in football. And we've just somehow forgotten his name. Keenan Allen's probably going to lead the league in catches. Okay. Like yeah. there's a chance he's probably going to lead the league in, in, in yards. Okay. Like he's, he's one of the most dangerous weapons in the league. And we don't ever talk about him at all. He's still there. That is a little strange, right? He, he's dealt with some injuries, though, right? Yeah, a few. Not a lot. Now, he's never been, like, injury-prone. It's never been long-term, missed a lot of games, things, I don't think. Yeah, no, Keenan Allen is, is definitely, he just gets overlooked for whatever reason. He's, he's way the hell out there on the other team in L.A. Before that, he was in San Diego. The, the, the Chargers have just always kind of been a boring team. Yeah, and they, he's kind of just have. a boring player. It's just he's not a guy that anybody thinks about or talks about ever. They uh they have sold more tickets for the Chargers than I believe they have at at, at not any point since they were in San Diego. Uh, well, I take that back. Since San Diego, yes, this is the most since season tickets for sure. But even you know dating back quite a bit, like they they have really got some hype around this team now. Uh, Keenan Allen last year. Played 13 games, or sorry, 14 games, had 147 targets, 100 receptions, uh, had 992 yards, and eight touchdowns. So, was uh, was pretty good. He missed a couple of games, is what it is. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. He is. I been just in the think league. he's a guy that nobody talks about. I think this team's really good. They lost Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry hadn't played in a while. Okay, yeah, he played for him last year. He wasn't great for him last year. He was coming off a big injury. Before that, he missed the entire year the year before that. So, like, all of these guys that they're missing, like, they lost Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram hadn't played a lot in the last two years. So, like, it's easy to say that's a big loss because he's a great player, but he was great when he played. But if he never plays, then how great was he for your team? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're not wrong. So I am, I am curious about this. I like Brandon Staley. Uh, I like the fact that they got a guy from the Rams that did something different than what McVay does. Yes. Like, yes. That's, that's what I like. Go get the don't go hire the guy that does the thing under the genius. Go get the other genius on the team that the other genius doesn't know anything about. Yes. The other genius, McVeigh, knows nothing about uh, He doesn't even defense. call defense. Yeah. This guy does. And the defense was great. And you could say, well, they were great because they got Aaron Donald and they got all these other weapons. That's fine. Chargers got weapons, too. I promise you, he's going to figure this stuff out. He's a really smart guy. I think you're right. I, I like this team. Right. I, I might, I, it might be this one of those... It's just one of those things where it's really hard to win all the time. Okay, People look at what the Patriots did over the 20 years that Tom was there, and they just assume that Patrick's going to do this, Aaron Rodgers is going to do Like all these other guys that are really good are just going to replicate what Tom did because that's what we saw for the last 20 years. Yeah. Before that, nobody had ever done it before. Peyton Manning didn't do this shit, okay? So why do we think that the second-best quarterback that we ever saw in the last 25, 30 years – would, you know, would just dominate. These these guys would be better than that. Like let let's give them the Peyton Manning standard, okay? Even that doesn't have you winning the division every year. Even that doesn't have you just making the Super Bowl all the time. I can get down with it. I can get down with it. We will close out with, and I put them last. Typically, we we do this based on uh, alphabetical order. Alphabetical and you threw order. It off. But I threw it off a little bit because. I know that you don't really like the Raiders. Well, that's so, not true. I love <laughs> the Raiders. Like, you don't like John Gruden. I love them being in Las Vegas. Yes. I really don't like John Gruden. There you go. So, the Las Vegas Raiders, let's go ahead and hit them up. Uh, seven and a half wins is their win total to go over is minus 110, to go under is minus 120, plus 1,400 to win the division. That is dead last in the division. To win the AFC, plus 3,000. To make the playoffs, they are plus 275. To not make the playoffs is minus 375. Projected favorites in only six games, and they have got the third most difficult schedule in the NFL based on last season's uh, uh, win percentages. Definitely not good. Uh, The win total went over in 2020, but they had three straight unders before that. They have got the most difficult schedule in the NFL based on projected win totals. That is not good. I mean, this schedule is pretty brutal man when i'm looking at it i mean it's just it's really hard um start off with the with the ravens on monday night head to pittsburgh then you got the dolphins and the i mean it's just it's absurd it's absurd they uh the offensive line has been a strength for the last two seasons and they traded away their center their guard and their right tackle so i don't know what the idea behind that was uh i guess their left tackle in a free agency yeah uh reason for optimism here is um you know, they lost the fourth most EPA due to turnovers, so maybe there would be a regression, but I don't know that I necessarily trust Carr to not turn the football over or anybody else to not fumble the ball. So, you know, they were 29th in EPA defense. They did bring in Casey Hayward and Yannick Ngagwe, uh, Ngakwe. Hopefully I said that right again. Uh, I don't have a good feeling about this team. And when I look at this schedule, I do not see a lot of wins. When I'm going over on Denver, when I'm going over on uh, on the Chiefs, and then when I look at some of these other teams, you know, the Dolphins, uh, et cetera, like I, I think that there are a lot of teams that are significantly better than the Raiders. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the identity is 
for Gruden's team. I like some of the pieces. That's it. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't see how it all fits together. I'm I'm going to have to go under the seven and a half here. I, I don't see eight wins on the schedule. This team has had more top-tier draft picks, first, second, third-round draft picks, than any organization in the last three years. And they ain't close. They have whiffed on almost all of them. Almost all of them. They've reached been, for everything. Have been bust. It's not yeah. just re- like this past year they reached. The last year I guess they reached. But like even the guys they took are still first round talented guys. All right. They they just took a bust. They just took guys or they're just not working in their system. One 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 thing or another. I can't explain that. Don't know. I know this that Trent Brown was the best offensive lineman in football when he was at the Patriots. He became a free agent. They paid him the largest offensive line salary in the country. And he was there for two years, and then they cut him. And the Patriots signed him for a dime. Okay? Because he's only – this happens all the time. Don't sign offensive linemen that are great from New England. They play as one. As one together, they are very, very good. When they leave and go to your shitty scheme, it ain't good. Okay? That's just not how it works. Stop signing them. Anyway, I, John Gruden is not a bad coach. I don't I don't personally like John Gruden. Sim, it's not, it has nothing to do with his coaching. Nothing to do with his coaching No, at he all. just ruined Monday Night Football for he you. He ruined Monday Night Football for a decade. My life. My favorite show in the world that I watch every week. He ruined it. <laughs> Over 10 years. Pissed me off. Hated him. Anyway, has nothing to do with it. He's not a bad coach. I think if we were to rank coaches, he would maybe finish like in middle back maybe top of the half like not even a bottom half coach he's not a bad coach i don't know what they're doing with building this team and he has his fingerprints all over i think mike mayock is a pretty good player analysis guy i i might be wrong on that maybe mike is terrible maybe he's the problem i don't know the answer that's but i just feel like all these answers that are all these players are taking i don't understand that the way they're building the team i did it doesn't make any sense to me I'm not a genius. I don't do this for a living. I would like to one day learn how these teams are built. That'd be a dream job of mine. This doesn't make sense. That's. I'm glad I'm not the only one, right? And I, I feel like you and I together are not the only two. No, no. I think I think it's pretty universally known that there's a lot of people out there that are smart and know what they're talking about, and they've covered the league, so they're way more informed than you and I are. They actually have real sources that are tied in these things that look back and say, we don't know what the fuck is going on here. I mean, think of it. They, they've had an exodus of executives, like front office guys that have just, like, retired, like, decided, yeah, you know what, I don't feel like dealing with now, this anymore. do you think that's a nobody wants to work with Mark Davis, or do you think nobody wants to work with John? I don't know. I don't, Maybe look, both. Look, Mark Davis is a weird-looking guy. I have no idea how you have that much money, and you don't have one person close enough to you in your life to tell you that's a bad fucking haircut. You need to stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now, okay? Not one for you. Don't have a single friend that's not paid for. It's why if I ever got a lot of money, I'm never getting new friends. And all my old friends better still tell me what's up, okay? Because right now you'd tell me if I had a shitty haircut. I would. Like, like this is anyway. I don't know what's going, on, but he doesn't seem like a very difficult guy to work with. He doesn't seem like his dad, okay? It oh, now now. He's not nearly as in front of the media as his dad was, so we don't know a lot about him. But I just feel like they didn't have this exodus problem before Gruden got there. And maybe they didn't pay enough attention to it. But now that they're in Vegas, 
I'm emotionally invested in wanting them to be good, wanting them to be fun, wanting them to be a team I want to go see because I want an excuse to go spend an October weekend in Vegas. Yeah. There's some, uh, and I like some, rooting for the home teams. There's some there's some fun games in Vegas this year. I know, but I want to I, I want to go to a game where I want to cheer for the home team. I not I'm not opposed to going and rooting for the away team. That doesn't bother me. But that's like a place like that stadium, as cool as it is. Like I want to experience it, and I want to be one with the crowd. I want to be there, and like lock and step and arm with all these people. Uh, Sunday, uh, October 24th, they play the Eagles at home. Yeah, but I'm not going to Vegas to see an Eagles-Raiders game. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I got shit to do. That is true. You know me. I'm also not going to go when it's not a primetime game. But that, then, well, I that would, ain't happening I would, say, I would say Monday, September 13th, because they're playing the Ravens, and that's opening weekend, but, uh, you know. I don't, I, 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 hey, I, I can't go this year. I don't, have the, I don't have the money. I just got back from Chicago. I don't have the money. Yeah. Their, their only Thursday game is at Dallas this year. So, that's a shame. Crying shame. So, we're both going under the uh, the exodus, by the way, for the front office. Uh, I believe it's up to four executives now that have left. I mean, it's just... Do you think that's John or do you think that's Mark? Or is it Mayock? Is it Mayock's I... I don't see. I don't get that from him. He was on ESPN. He was on TV too much. We'd have enough tape of him to know if he's a prickly guy or not i think i mean i think it's got to be mark you think it's mark over i I think it's got to be mark oh so they their cfo their club controller their vp of strategy and business development and the former team president oh yeah those guys would all be not football guys that's this seems like mark that that, yeah Uh, that's just it's it's just crazy i know his dad was an asshole and really hard i mean he's a legend in the game he's just really hard guy to work for yeah, Just, I mean it's not always a bad thing, I guess. But a um, lot of super successful dudes are really hard to work for. Jason Cole, who is on the Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee, he's had the inside scoop on the Raiders for a while. He said that they are in the process of hiring an outside law firm to deal with whatever issue is at the center of at least four top executives being dismissed or leaving the team. Uh, so they all resigned, but apparently some of them might have been pushed out. Um, but I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Lots of theories on why Bedane left, who's uh, the former team president. Uh, he didn't approve of some of the spending by owner Mark Davis in the midst of a uh, disastrous first financial season in Las Vegas. Uh, he said he was tired of the nonstop pace of running a franchise in a new city, and he and Davis were having significant disagreements on the direction of the franchise at a time when money was tight. Makes sense, I guess. Uh, I guess it's his money. You have a job where you're spending that guy's money. Yeah, and and you're telling him, hey, you don't need to do this, and he's like, I've got the money. Go buy that WNBA team. I want yeah, it. I like, want <laughs> it. I don't care. Mark, I'll I'll come be the team president. So, might just give me a couple of weeks, teach me how to be the team president. Tell me what you want me to do. I'll do it. I'll you, do it really. You well cannot get out, and you will be honest with him about his haircut. Oh, we're gonna get him a good haircut. First thing that. we're first thing we're doing is this is just a, not even on the clock, man. That is just free of charges. I'm gonna find you a badass barber, and we are coming out of there with a dank ass haircut. That's what I'm talking about. That we is eat what some I'm edibles, and we're gonna get get you a haircut. <laughs> we're doing, Mark. I love it. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Is there anything that's broken that we need to hit on? 
Oh, did we ever give our stats for the Raiders? I'm going under. You're going under. Yeah, yeah, we're both. Yeah, both I got going this under. team like five and twelve. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. like to see them, but I, I really do like them. I like the Raiders. Yeah, I don't like John Gruden. I like the Raiders. Yeah, you like the Raiders, but it, there's Check no. I can't ball. find wins. Well, that I don't know what they're football wise. I just don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's I mean like I need a game plan. I need to see you're you're taking all these pieces. You're throwing a bunch of shit in a pot and stirring it up and hoping it tastes good. I mean, guess listen, what? You listen do, to it tastes like games. ass. Listen to these road games, man. They got oh, at no. Indy, they got they definitely Cleveland. got screwed by the schedule. Yes, at Dallas, uh, which who knows at this point. Uh, I don't know about the Giants, but I don't know that that one's going to be easy for them. At Denver, uh, at the Chargers, of course, at the Steelers, and I mean you got Baltimore and Miami and Chicago at home. I mean it's just tough, man. It's a, a tough, tough slate. And then Cincinnati, and if Burrow's healthy, like I expect them to be better. Like I, there's just not an easy win on this schedule anywhere. So Cincinnati's not a good football team, but Cincinnati, I, you can't definitively say Cincinnati's worse than them. No, you're not right, right now. Not the way they've been ran. No, no, I, I don't think they are. And here's the thing: I think John Gruden's a lot better coach than Zach Taylor. I think so like too. A, like like not even close. If they could just switch teams, switch roles. I'd like that situation a whole lot better. John, you're going to have to take a massive pay cut because you're not worth $10 million a year. I don't know who told you you were. This has got to be a guy that was raised with an unbelievable mom, right? It's only people who are raised with great moms who think they're worth a million bucks, right? Yes. Like I was, my mom, my mom's great. My mom loves me to death, but she she didn't spend her life telling me I was good at things, okay? (laughs) You knew I sucked at something. It was pretty clear by everybody in my family. You suck at that. Okay. Are you are you He's trying got, to say that Mark Davis is a mama's boy? No, I'm telling you that John Gruden, oh, John Gruden. is a mama's boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you that John Gruden, because how do you have the balls to walk into an NFL place and say, I, I don't have the self-esteem to say I demand $10 million a year. No other coach is making this much money, but I think I'm worth it. I'd walk in and be like, what are all the coaches making? I don't know. Well, the top is 10, the lowest is seven. I'd be like, mm, I'll do it for three and a half. How what, about, how about we this? do that? And if I do really good, you can pay me what you think I'm worth. Hold on. Let's let's look at it from this angle. He was making six and a half at ESPN, and he wasn't having to coach. There was no pressure. He was just no, doing the but, ESPN but thing. I, hang on. I don't think he was going to. I think he saw the writing on the wall at ESPN. He wasn't going to keep making six and a half. So you can't use that number to negotiate against. I mean, he did with everybody in the world the knows that six and a half was going to go down because ESPN was cutting everybody at that time. Well, yeah. Shortly but, after he left, everybody, nobody's gotten six and a half since him. Well, I mean, Stephen A, but he ain't calling games. So, no. Yeah. Stephen no, A. He's on that network. He's on that network every day. Yeah. For no, multiple hours a day. No, John Gruden, like, uh, he. Like, he I don't have it. the self esteem to do that. I don't either. I think I'm the best flooring guy in the Memphis area, Gary. And I still give my shit away because I don't have the self-esteem to walk into somebody's house and say, you know what? I'm better than everybody else. I'm going to charge more because my work is better. I don't, I don't have the self-worth to do that. And yet some people do. Gruden for sure went in and got $10 million a year. He got no problem. I'm baffled by people who, who think I, I'm, I'm just going to ask for a lot more than what I'm worth. I just don't know where the balls of do that come from. Maybe I'm a coward. Maybe, signed maybe it's a, low self-esteem. He signed a nine-figure deal to be the coach. Like, that is insane. And it ruined it ruined my day because I was so excited about the Raiders. I love oh, no. Blackjack Del Rio. Go into Vegas. Blackjack and Del it, it just 
It was perfect. I was upset. I didn't like it. It was perfect. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys Come have on. been fantastic. We appreciate you watching the show. If you would, be so kind. Share it out. Tell your friends about it. And if you're not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Hit the button. Go ahead and do that. Like the video for us. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. And make sure you are subscribed on the podcast as well. Uh, leave a nice five-star review over at Apple Podcasts. You can find all of that stuff over at winningcureseverything.com. Go ahead and get the ad read out. BetUS, where the game begins. BetUS.com. Use the promo code NCAAF2021. There's a link in the description below. Go ahead and click that. And uh, and that will give you a 125% deposit bonus exclusive to sports betting. Not for anything else. Exclusive for sports betting. So go ahead and check that out. It is, uh, they got a great sports book. I can't, I can't tell you enough good things about them. I've used them for 15 years now, 20 years now. I mean, it's been a long time. Whenever I turned 21, that was 18 years ago, that's when I started with BetUS, and they have been nothing but great to me. So uh, I highly recommend them. Go to BetUS.com, where the game begins. Check out the SBR College Football Show. You can find it on YouTube. Search out SBR Picks or just go down in the description. There's a link there. And check out the BetUS College Football Show. That is my new venture. So go ahead and subscribe to both of those if you have not done so already. Chris, anything else we need to hit? That's it, brother. Let's get out of here. We hope you guys have fantastic weekends. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.